With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back in. Bet the House, Fox Sports Radio. I'm Frank Argano. We've got a special guest co-host, Pete Seymour, with us today. So here's the problem with this show. We don't have we don't air on Mondays. We don't air on Tuesdays. So we don't really get to break down uh, BG, Toledo, Battle of I-75 the week of. So we've got to do it today. But there's no better day to do it because Pete works for Learfield, helps out with uh, Rockets broadcast. You could hear him. Uh, we'll actually call some basketball games every now and then, too. So Pete's now a UT guy, kind of. Well, we'll see as we talk about this. Bowling Green Toledo. And this was the crazy stat when I was doing my research today. I didn't realize this because I forgot after last year. Overall record against each other, 44-4. Four and four. We're tied up. Crazy. Crazy. We're tied up. We're waiting for that tiebreaker. I mean, it's so weird because neither of us, when we were in college at BG, we saw the best Bowling Green football probably in history. We saw the Mac uh, 2013 2013 Mac champions, made it back in 2014, lost in the championship, and then made it back in 2015 and won again. We saw some of the best Bowling Green football ever. And they never beat Toledo. And they it's and it takes me back to in the most frustrating ways possible. Oh my gosh, Frank, was it twenty fifteen at the Glass Bowl when mm-hmm. the first play of the game was a pass on the money to Roger Lewis, smacks right off his chest. Toledo picked it off, goes for six, and that was the end. That was the most talented Bowling Green team we had we had ever seen. Yeah, Garrett Dieter. I think still on the practice squad in Kansas City. Yep. Roger Lewis spent time in the NFL. Yep. Just loaded at all positions. And the defense was one of the top ranked, not just in the MAC, in the in the country. Right. And you still can't beat the Rockets. I go back to I think it was 2013 when they won the championship for the first time. And it was at home against Toledo. And it's the deep pass. No, first, then the deep pass. To Sean, Sean Joplin, Joplin. Oh. is not the one that bothers oh. me. On, everybody goes back to that play. And I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. Do you not remember when it was third and 20? It was, yeah, you're, I can see the hurt in your eyes right now. I've never been so mad after a football game. Ever. Not even in ones that I've played in high school where we lost. I've never been that mad. I've never, I can honestly say I don't think I've ever watched a sporting event that I was that pissed off for. Dude, it was third and 20. And then it was like, oh, they're closer to the first down. But it was still like fourth and eight or something. Got the first down, pounded in. All of a sudden, we're losing. In a game they shouldn't have lost. Shouldn't have even come close to losing. It was great energy. It's always a good game against Toledo. You never know what's going to happen. Last year was a prime example of not knowing what the hell is going to happen. Well, here's the thing. Last year, Frank, Scott Leffler knew he wasn't going to have a great season last year. But if he could come in and win one game, all he had to do was beat Toledo. I'm sold. I'm absolutely sold, man. Are you kidding me? But think about that. After that loss, what did Toledo do? They imploded, man. They imploded. It was hard to watch at some points because 
you knew that was not the team Jason Candle puts on that field. That was a talented Toledo team that went 6-6 six and six and missed a bowl game last year. Yes, they had some injuries. They had some injuries. Some key injuries. Some very key injuries on both sides of the ball. You know, Guadani went down. I lost Kobach, you know, for a few games there as well. But it looked like Bryce complete, Harris was out for the season Bryce, right at the beginning. Yep. But it was a completely different ball club when they lost to Bowling Green at Bowling Green last year. And on the flip side of things, all Scott Leffler had to do was game plan all year for that one game. And I don't want to say you can tell, but you could you could pretty much We've tell. watched a lot We've of won- Bowling Green Toledo games in our time. <laughs> We've seen a lot of great teams go out there and get smacked around, whether it be by a Matt Campbell team or a Jason Candle team. Yeah. What we saw last year from the defense, Gus Schwederman was imploding the line of scrimmage. I've never, David Konowalski, all of a sudden had a little extra jump in his step, and I know he was the best pass rusher on the team, but I'd never seen them play like that in their four or five years with the Falcons. No. No, I could, I was standing on the sideline going, what's going on? What's happening? Yep. Well, what team is this? I got to interview Leffler one-on-one Mac Media Day, and I asked him, you've been involved, you know, you went to school at Michigan. You saw firsthand and played in some, the the greatest rivalry, some would say in all of sports, not just college football, Michigan-Ohio State. This is our little version of it. It's the game junior. BG Toledo, I mean, Jason Candle just said it's the premier game in the conference. When you look at conference schedules, it's BG Toledo every year. Two great programs. I said, could you, I mean, you're looking forward, like, what does that game mean to you? How important is it to win that game? And he's like, you know what? We're really not going to focus on it. We've got a long way to go to be competitive with anybody, let alone the great program up to 75 at the University of Toledo. And to dominate in that fashion after that game, I just had the biggest smile on my face. Just because I was sitting there going, I'm glad you brought that up. Like, you were game planning for this the whole time. The whole year, The man. whole year, man. Like, we've, and the people that have been around Bowling Green football for a while, you know, we saw how Dave Clawson shaped that program. Shout out Dave Clawson. Actually, first coach's show I ever did was Dave Clawson's coach's show yes. my freshman year of college. Great guy. But we saw how he shaped that program. Ben, do- um, not Ben Dobre. It was a, it was a great defense, offense, good enough to get the job done. Exactly. Dino Baber switched it up. Ben, don't break defense. I <laughs> see the little, <laughs> the anger in your eyes. See, this is why I know you're still a BG guy. I still get the facial expressions. You're not good at hiding them. No, never Baber happened. switched it up where it was high powered offense. Ben, don't break defense. But what do we see from Leffler now? I think what we see from Leffler is some balance. I really do. I think this year they're going to – the Bowling Green team this year is going to really heavily rely on that 2019 class. Mm-hmm. And I think that's who we're going to see step up this season because they're very young. Bowling Green is extremely young this year. But the veterans on that team have emphasized not just how important the rivalry is in football, but how important that rivalry is for the community and mm-hmm. for recruiting. Some of those guys that Bowling Green's getting coming in in this next class, you don't win that battle of I-75, you don't get those guys. Right. And it's as simple as that, and it, it always has been. And, I mean, Clawson had that great pipeline from Florida, 
But when Leffler says he wants Ohio, he wants to recruit Ohio, Indiana, Pennsylvania, you know, the teams it's around what he knows. this area. Exactly. You have to win that game if you're going to be successful on the recruiting trail. And if they can do it two years in a row, I think we will start to see things flipping. But for Toledo, Frank, this is huge. Because like I mentioned, we saw it happen to the Rockets after they lost to Bowling Green at BG. What happens if they lose that the first game of the year this year? They then have Western. They then have Eastern after. They have to get up, get on the right foot. They have mm-hmm. to. I, I don't want to say this is more important for Toledo. It's the Battle of I-75. It's important for just different aspects for each each squad. But this is a must win for Toledo if they're going to look to have any, you know, any, I don't want to say chance the rest of the year. It just, that confidence will be so much more leaning towards the Rockets. I think that will propel mm-hmm. them to have a really good season or maybe go three and three. Right. Because it, and I'm so glad you brought up recruiting. I didn't come from a huge high school background, like Northwest suburbs of Chicago, not a recruiting hotbed by any means, but Northwest Ohio. You've got Ann Arbor an hour north. You've got Ypsilanti right next to Ann Arbor, so that's a MAC team. You've got BG. You've got UT. You got Columbus down south. You've got University of Cincinnati down south. There, I mean, the amount of college football in Ohio directly correlates with the amount of talent there is at the high school football level. And there's a lot of teams looking out for those top recruits. So, no. Are you going to out-recruit? Ohio State, probably not. Cincinnati, sometimes you can. And Toledo is one of those teams that has the ability to do so. Anthony Bellino talks about, you know, the Rockets are like the Ferrari of the of the Mac. You have the biggest city. You have the facilities. You should never be losing that recruiting battle. But Scott Leffler, down in BG, was probably the best hire that Bob Mooseberger could, could have made. Uh, Dave Briggs just wrote about him that he guaranteed he will be with the program for five years, building it back to where it was. It was left in disarray after Dino Babers left. Mike Jinks, was, he just wasn't ready for the job. Nice guy, wasn't ready to handle that responsibility to be the CEO of a college football program. Scott Leffler, when he gives you an answer, I know he means it. And you've got to come out against a team University of Toledo, you're right. They have the most to lose here. 18 returning starters, Pete. 18. Bryant Kobach and Shaquille Seymour at running back. They should just dominate. Absolutely. Absolutely dominate. That's a phenomenal one-two punch. Again, Bryce Harris is coming back on the offensive line. There's too much riding on it. Then too much riding it, I mean, if you're Jason Candle, you go into panic mode a little bit because you are you had everything. You had that MAC title. Yeah, you had some injuries last year, but you can't let this slip away. You have a great program. And what if Scott Leffler wins two years in a row, all that control slowly slips away. And if you, and after a second loss, especially at home, yes, it's a crazy season, so anything can happen. But the amount of talent and superiority, uh, seniority, experience, it's all in favor of Toledo, except for one thing. Who's going to be the quarterback? That's a great question, Frank. Right now, who do we I, have? With with Guadani gone, it's either going to be Eli Peters, who we saw last year, or Carter Bradley. Now, I want to throw a dark horse in here because we saw him 
for a little bit of time last season, and that's Daquan Finn. Mm-hmm. Finn is a playmaker. Is he ready to be at this level and do it on a week-to-week consistent basis in the MAC? Who knows? That's still yet to be determined. But Carter Bradley, I would say, has the best arm of the group. That kid can throw a ball a country mile. Now, can he drop it in on a dime like he should every week? Again, does he have the pocket presence? We saw it at some points last year when Peters went down. But again, there was other times he was missing people on 10-yard in routes Mm -hmm. because the ball was so hot. And when you're playing on a rainy, cold December night in DeKalb, Illinois (laughs) at NIU, you got to have a little bit of touch on that ball. Now, Eli Peters, the thing I like about him is his pocket presence. He can also get out of the pocket. He can also run. He can make some plays with his legs. Again, I wouldn't call him a game manager, um, but a little more conservative, Mm -hmm. I would say. Um, They're not going to maybe not take those shots they would with Bradley. Again, Carter Bradley's arm, he can spin it, man. That kid can just spin the football. Great get for Candle. Has he developed exactly how they want him to develop? Again, to be determined. This could be the year we see that. But you're either going to see Eli Peters or Carter Bradley. And then, like I said, I... I'm very high on Daquan Finn. I really am. We saw him, like I said, for just a, a few snaps last season, and he's an athlete, man. He can play football. He is a football player. He is he is a dude, and he can make plays with his feet, man. I was telling you earlier, it's Joe Milton 2.0. Yeah, exactly. For all you Michigan fans, I mean, Joe Milton was the same thing. He came in, wowed all of us at uh, the spring game, and everyone was like, wow, that dude just throws bullets. But at the same time, he can't throw a touch pass to save his life. There needs to be a little bit of loft. And that's something, you'd, you, like you said, you develop it. So maybe a couple of years before Finn's ready to go. On the other side, you got Matt McDonald coming in for Bowling Green. Won the job out of camp last year. However, his uh, eligibility wasn't there, so he wasn't able to play. Now, Pete, you said he hasn't played till, since, what, 2017? 2017. For Boston College, followed Leffler here to BG, wants that starting job. He got it this year. To win the MAC, here are your odds right now. Toledo's plus 600. They're about they're tied for third in odds to win the championship. Bowling Green, plus 10,000, tied for last. Is everyone just underestimating Scott Leffler, or do you think that's appropriate? Sorry, they're second to last. My bad. They're second to last. I saw uh, one coach did did throw a vote in there for Akron. Was yes. that what I saw? Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's exactly what you yeah. saw. Okay, okay. Um, honestly, Frank, from a you know, completely non-biased standpoint, I think the ceiling for Bowling Green this year is 3-3. Three and three. Yeah. I'm not—that might be a little optimistic, but it's going to take time. But— they're young, Frank. They are so young. You have some experience on the defensive side of the ball, but nobody has any idea what they're getting in Matt McDonald besides the team. I mean, seriously. Um, at you know, the one area where Bowling Green is just going to be so so happy is running back. Mm-hmm. They get a healthy Andrew Clare yep. back, and that's a game changer. He is a stud, and we have not seen him healthy in, what, two seasons? Yeah, at least. And he was Mac, 13-mall Mac, being a hurt half the right. year. So 
BG is going to have to rely on the run game. But again, very young offensive line. They're replacing some starters up front. Mm-hmm. Are they going to be able to handle some of the better defensive lines, lines in the MAC? Are they going to be able to handle... Um, you know, the blitz packages of Toledo, who brings in two new defensive coordinators for right. this season. You know, where's the advantage lie? Yes, Toledo's never seen Matt McDonald. Matt McDonald's never seen this Toledo defense. It he hasn't could, seen the field in a couple it, of years. And, yeah, has, <laughs> you know? and that's got to be t- so tough on a kid. You're, you transfer, and that's hard enough. And right. then you're sitting around, around waiting and waiting and waiting. You work your butt off in camp. You win the job. And then all of a sudden, waiver comes. Oh nope, sorry, kid, you can't play. Yeah, go sit. What's on the that bench. do on do to your head? And every interview I've seen with him, uh, and all the people talk to him, kind of asked him about that. And he's just excited to get back on the oh, field. Oh yeah. He and I think he can be a game changer. We haven't seen it. He's out there to prove me right or prove me wrong this season, and he will. But I think a lot of BG's success is going to rely on how McDonald can put that. Um, on his shoulders, can put the younger guys on his shoulders and not just step up as a quarterback, step up as a leader for this team, mm-hmm. which they're really going to need this year. Um, and a name I want to throw out at a at a position, you know, somebody might not really talk about a ton, is they lose Jamari Bozeman. Jamari That's Bozeman true. was a phenomenal strong safety for that team last year. He delivered the boom many times. I remember, man, it must have been... 2016 the year we graduated and, and, and Garrick Dieter I was at a practice and Garrick Dieter caught a ball and Bozeman must have been a freshman or sophomore and Dieter was wearing the you know don't the not you know don't hit jerseys right, the, the red pennies the red pennies and Bozeman just hit stick caught one across the middle and Bozeman just ran through him now coaches were all over him for it because obviously you don't do that right you, do, you, you just don't do that. But that was the day I realized he's going to be a good player. You lose that on the back end and just have a very inexperienced team overall, who knows? They're here to prove me right. They're here to prove me wrong. I do think we see some strides. Um, those strides, again, relating back to it, started on the recruiting trail. Mm-hmm. Tayshawn Johnson, example from Central Catholic High School, wide receiver, all-around playmaker for that team. It's going to Bowling Green. We've seen him just absolutely make plays this season, but it all stems back right to the Battle of I-75. And like, like we said, if Bowling Green can pull out a win, I think their ceiling may may go to four wins. I don't see it, you know, really— They're not going to compete for the championship. Exactly. No. They're not in a situation to do that. Now Toledo, they win that game. They could be in a situation to compete for the championship. Well, they Absolutely. should be. I mean, they have 18 returning starters, and that's what's going to be the difference here. Take home field advantage out of it. And that's different this year. That's really there, interesting. Yeah, there's no, there are no fans. I think that benefits Bowling Green, honestly. It does. It's, it's, your, it's your guys against my guys, and that's all it's going to come down to. Two inexperienced quarterbacks. However, again, 18 returning starters for the Rockets. Jason Candle has to win this game. The Rockets have to win if they have any shot because, like you, like you said, and what we saw last year, they could crumble again. And I think a big, big aspect of this game is the experience that UT has at the wide receiver position. Yep. Denzel McKinley Lewis, um, six-year senior. Bryce Mitchell played around here in Toledo in high school, proven to be a deep threat, average like upwards of 19 and a half yards a game or yards per catch. And that was on 35 passes last season. Mm-hmm. 
he can play, man, and he can get up. Now, can the secondary of Bowling Green handle this experience? Even Drew Rossi, the tight end, he's going to catch some passes, and we know how Toledo likes to use their tight ends. Um, heck, dropping on his name right now, but uh, we saw UT's tight end last season score a touchdown for the Bills this year. Yeah, his name's escaping me. I, don't yeah, know, I can't think of it. But, <laughs> Both of us are drawing a blank. But he, yeah, we know how the Rockets use their tight ends. And again, the Rockets have never seen Matt McDonald. Matt McDonald hasn't seen the field, and he hasn't seen the scheme that these two new defensive coordinators for the Rockets are even going to bring to the table this season. We're going to find out next week. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, top five games of the week. Don't miss it. Fox Sports Radio. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.